Hello, good morning. Well, this is exciting, isn't it? Thanks, team. Thanks, team. Appreciate the encouragement. Um, so, I'm really excited to be here with you this morning. Um, it's going to be great. I've had such a good run in, some brilliant, uh, brilliant, wonderful messages. But first, I thought I'd introduce myself. So, I'm Roz. Nice to meet you. Uh, I'm married to Stu. You can find him at the front row, waving enthusiastically. He's my biggest cheerleader. If they'd had flags with my faces on, he'd have one. And together we have um, our baby Chloe. And you'll spot her. She's the one flapping at anything sparkly, going, ooh. So last week we were um, looking at this series, Getting to Know the Holy Spirit. This has been such a wonderful, really encouraging time. Uh, Andy Charlton kicked us off by talking about that wonderful uh, meeting in Revelation, the big, do you remember he had that big sparkly red M um, to show you the meeting in Revelation, uh, where they're always worshipping, always praising God, and how we can be a part of that, how we can bring something from that to make our earthly meetings feel part of that heavenly one. Uh, And then last week, Jen Redreen did a brilliant job talking about going with the flow, letting the Holy Spirit be in control so that we don't end up making kids' crafts like the muddy soup that her children made. (laughs) That stuck with me all week, I must admit. Um, So today, I am talking, um, well, actually, let's introduce it a bit differently. See, now, Andy invited you to be part of the heavenly meeting, and, you know, that was kind of good, but I'm going to go one better. (laughs) I am going to invite you to a birthday party. So, uh, you know, I've got hats. If uh, I could just pass a few out for you guys to wear. Come on, you know, cheerleaders, there you go, invite those. Stu needs one, I think he does, definitely. And feel free to wear those all meeting. I'm not going to because I'm not totally sure you'd take the rest of what I said seriously. But you guys, you guys can wear them. That's it. I love it. This is good. See, now you guys all feel on my level of, you know, vulnerability. <laughs> so we're going to get cracking. Um, the, thing, the thing is, today, I'm going to talk from uh, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7 to 11. Can we, James, have you got that ready to go? I know he has, because I gave it to him earlier. <laughs> there we go. So, now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between Spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All of these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and he distributes them to each one, just as he deserves. Let's pray. Father God, I want to thank you that you call us to gather together to study your word and to get to know you better. Holy Spirit, we love you. We want to invite you here today. We want to make room for you, and God, we expect you're going to come and you're going to speak to us. Amen. So, this is this letter in Corinthians is Paul talking to the Corinthian church. So he's basically doing exactly what we're doing here today. He's saying, guys, do you know how good the gifts of the Spirit are? They're incredible. Let me help you understand. Let me help you see. And 
And there were, did anyone catch how many there were in that passage? There were nine. There was gifts of wisdom, gifts of knowledge, faith, healing, miraculous powers, prophecy, distinguishing spirits, tongue, and interpretation. So let's get cracking, because there's a lot to get through. I'm kidding. I'm leaving all the tough ones for Andy Bowie, because he's on next week. (laughs) But the first thing we should say is... What an amazing, I'm going to step out of the way here. I put them all here, right? What an amazing list. Isn't God good? He gives us these things. He says, I don't want you to live boring lives. I want you to live lives of power with wisdom and knowledge and healing. I mean, wow, what a good God. And you know what's even better? They're for me, they're for you, they're for all of us. They're good gifts for me. Now, I'm going to need your help throughout this, okay? Whenever I ask who the good gifts are for, I'm going to need you to shout back, for me. Okay, sh- should we practice? Ready? Who, who are these amazing gifts for? For me. Yeah, you got it. Good work. I knew you'd be on board with this. Now, let's have a look. So, there are only, you'll be relieved to hear, only three that I'm looking at this morning. And, uh, and I've got some pictures to help prompt you so that you can see which one of that amazing list I'm looking at. Uh, I've got tongues, right? I mean, that's pretty straightforward. Can it? Oh, it's got a bit faded, but it's an ear in the middle, and that's interpretation. Uh, and then I've got prophecy at the end with his brilliant glasses, seeing, seeing the eyes of faith. I thought he looked a bit like Archie, but no, it's just me. So now, I was thinking, and I was like, these good gifts, right? Who, who are they for? Yeah, still got you. Uh, these good gifts, right? It's a bit like um, when you go to a birthday party and, uh, and it's only the birthday boy that gets all the presents. And it's nice to be there and thanks for inviting. But what you're really wondering is, where's my party bag? <laughs> right? Not just me. So don't worry. I got you some party bags. I know, right? Now, God's heart is that everybody has these good gifts, right? He starts that verse off with to each one. So he says, this isn't just for the birthday boy. This is for the people at the back, the people at the side. Shout out to the people listening to this on repeat on kids' work, because that's often me. He's got party bags for everybody. I'm only the shadow of his image, so I've just got a few. (laughs) But you can still share them out. Here you go, team. Please, please do share. There you go. I'll keep one here. Uh, I'll keep one here, look, to go with my party hat, so, so you're reminded. <laughs> I'm going to give them a minute to look at them, because they'll be so excited. They're good quality party packs as well. <laughs> exactly. You see? Welcome to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> He is good. So, (laughs) let's think a bit more about why he's given us these amazing gifts, right? It's because, and this does go back to that wonderful heavenly meeting. It's so that we can live lives of power. So that we can live lives that make a difference. So that we can live more than just nice, good, neat little Christian tidy lives. But actually, we're living lives of of, of power. It's heaven here on earth. 
It's God's kingdom with us today. So let's look first of all at tongues, the power of the prayer. And I'm going to kick off with a story that um, shows how this happened personally for me. So it was a few years ago, and um, I've asked you if I can share the story, and he doesn't mind. Um, He had dental surgery, and it was one of those dental surgeries where they go, ah, Mr. Vinton, you, you need this operation. It'll probably be fine. But would you mind just signing this form? And on the form, it says, possible side effects include nerve damage, facial damage, partial paralysis, possibly death. Just sign here, it'll be fine. And he was, he was doing his best to, to go ahead with this surgery. He, you know, he knew that a Christian is a life without fear, so he signed up and he was going to go. And we were sat there one night talking about it. And if you know Stu, you know that what he really likes is all the information. So you think, right now, how many people have had this operation? How many people have had uh, this complication? How many people cope with general anesthetic? What is the average success rate? How do you recover from facial paralysis? What is it you do to solve these problems? And we were just, he was just getting more and more scared and nervous, and his heart was filling with fear. And, and I was doing my best to Google how many people, I mean, I didn't know. I had nothing that could help. So under my breath, we, I started praying. And I was praying in tongues. And my heart was saying, God, help. But I I didn't know what words I was saying. I was just praying in tongues. And as we prayed, it was like, oh, this just wave of relief washed over him. And he started laughing. He was like, oh, do you know what? I know it's going to be okay. I know that God is in control. Just like that, the Holy Spirit changed the atmosphere. It washed away all that fear, and it gave him faith. I mean, what a gift. (laughs) What a gift that the Holy Spirit gives us. Prayer like that. You know, wow. Who are they for? And, you know, and that was, oh, just such a special moment. And do you know what? That faith that God was in control And it was going to be all right. It stayed with him the whole time. It stayed with him right up to the waiting room. And people were like, how come you're so calm about this? You know, and other people kept saying to him, oh, I'm supposed to have that one, but I don't want to. I read the side effects, you know. But he was able to say, no, God is in control. God is going to be okay. I know that God is with me. Now, the good news is, right, that it's not just for him. It's for who? I love you guys. <laughs> but can you imagine if, so I was praying there, kind of under my breath. Can you imagine if all we ever did was pray in tongues? If we all prayed in tongues all the time, how would you ever know what anyone was saying? Well, we wouldn't, would we? We don't really understand sometimes. The words aren't words that, that we know. Now, I think this kind of brings me on to my next one, right? The power of interpreting the prayer. So we know that tongues is real. We know it's powerful. It can be as real um, as, say, French or German. To me, that's a, a, another language I don't understand. You know, when, when some of you guys pray in Spanish, oh, I can tell that you're loving God, that you're worshipping him, that your hearts are just abounding with love for him. I haven't got a clue what you're saying. I mean, you could be really excited about the football for all I know, to be honest. 
And I like to think that I'm pretty much a native Geordie these days, right? <laughs> I've lived here 10 years, I married a local, I've got in-laws across the land. I can talk Clarty Spelks all day long. And hard-pushed, I could probably sing the Blade and Races to you. But when I first got here, off the train from Oxford, dearest, it was, it was a little bit of a challenge. The first time my in-laws asked me to bunk a chunk on the sofa, I accused them of calling me fat. <laughs> it's okay, God gets this. He knows this feeling, and so does Paul. And he has this brilliant line in the next chapter of Corinthians, I think it's Corinthians 14, and he says, For if anyone speaks in tongue, and does not speak to people, but to God, and he's the one who understands. If God gives your spirit, and this is me talking now, not Paul, if God gives your spirit a prayer to pray and you don't recognize the words when you pray out, it's okay. You can ask him to give you the interpretation. And if somebody else near you prays out and they are speaking in a language you don't understand, you can ask God to give you the interpretation. And sometimes it is a word-for-word, literal interpretation Sometimes it's more like the sense, you know, that, that spirit of what they're saying, the feeling. Um, and that can bring real power when we understand that. It's something we can do not only in our big meetings together, but also in our smaller meetings. Those prayer meetings on a Sunday evening, what a good chance to have a go to see what God is saying to you and through you. Now, I've been talking a lot about how these good gifts are amazing. And who are they for again? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I guess the question is, well, how? You know, right? How? It sounds good. How? And, and to be honest, I thought Jen did a brilliant job of describing this week, and I'm not going to do better than that, so I'm just going to repeat it. We've got to invite the Holy Spirit. Do you know sometimes when you see people praying, they put their hands out like this? That's because they're inviting the Holy Spirit. They're making room, and they're expecting him to give them good gifts. There you go, a bit of church culture for you. That's all we have to do. The only thing is, and, and Jen made this point so well, you know, is we, we need to let go of it. It's so hard, isn't it, when you're used to being in complete control of your tongue and choosing the words you want to say to actually let go. It can feel a bit scary or intimidating. But do you know what? It isn't. God is with you. It's the only time in your life you'll ever be allowed to loosen your tongue. <laughs> Just have a go. You know, God is a God who says... I want to give you good gifts. I, you know, I've got all these powerful, amazing gifts to give you. Like, let's have a go. Now, okay, so we've done, we've had a look at tongues. We've had a look at interpretation. And I guess there's just one more thing in our amazing, wonderful party bag. Now, I was chatting to Karis about this, and I was saying, oh gosh, the good thing about God is he doesn't give us any palmer violets. There are no dead gifts. <laughs> Yeah, apparently she likes them. I know, I know. There are none in my party bags, guys. You'll be pleased to know. Gosh, no accounting for taste, is there? Um, yeah, so the next gift is thankfully a lot better than Palmer Violet. Um, and we're going to look at prophecy. So can I just invite uh, Anna and Roxana to come and to share? These guys are going to give us an example of how prophecy is spoken to them and how it has encouraged them.
Yeah, sure. No, no, forward, forward, forward. <laughs> you got it. Hi, so um, I'm married to Paul, who's upstairs in Kiss Church. We got married in September 2016. And we both loved kids. Absolutely loved kids. And we did some marriage prep, and you get, you know, your family planning, and you have a discussion about when you think you're going to have kids. We got married, and actually it was, oh, it was about three or four months after getting married that we both had a stirring a desire to start a family, and actually that's, that's quite soon for some people. Everyone's different. And so we wanted wisdom. We wanted to do it God's way. We didn't just want to kind of charge ahead and be like, well, we want kids. Let's go for it. Actually, we wanted to know what God's plan for our lives was, and we just needed to know we wanted that security that if we went ahead and had kids a little bit earlier than maybe expected actually it was in his plan it wasn't just from our own heart and so we prayed together we asked some advice um, from a good couple um, but we really wanted to hear from God directly so we asked well we prayed together and we said God this weekend will you send someone to us that will speak your word through them so somebody that comes forward and Here's God themselves for somebody else. It's like a gift that says, oh, God, God says something and this is for you. So we say, can you give us that this weekend just for like clarity, something good. So we, uh, we came on the Sunday and it was a great morning and great preach. And then afterwards, lovely lady, Mary Gomez, I don't know if she's here. I can't, can't see, somewhere, somewhere. Yes, yes, this credible lady, she hears from God and she does something about it. If she hears a word, she shares it. She weighs it up and she shares it. But we, at the end of the meeting, me and Paul were kind of to the side. And she came over and she brought um, Andy Barry with her. And she said, oh, I really feel like God's speaking to me and has a word for you. So I was getting a bit excited. And I was like, oh, okay. So she started praying and I said, okay, God, what have you got? And he said, so Mary was saying, I want to pray for your fruitful womb. And I was like, all right, I'm listening. And I was like, okay, th- 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 this is interesting. Let's see where this goes. See where this goes. So she carried on praying, and um, but then she actually went further and she started praying actually about motherhood, and she said she really had something from God in her heart um, that was for me specifically, not just for Paul as well, but for me. And she um, she said she had it revealed in her heart that actually maybe there were some fears in me about becoming a mother. And I said, like, oh, that's interesting. I only asked God to say whether I should have a baby or not. But actually, it just revealed a lot more, and it was such a powerful word that actually, after we really prayed through it with us, and it was really incredible, and there was just a sense of release afterwards. I had my answer, and more, just from Mary being faithful. And um, I think something that I really appreciated, actually, which is kind of like a more practical side note, is actually she brought Andy Bowie with her, and Andy Bowie knows me and Paul quite well, like he's walked with us in our kind of relationship, and he's given us loads of advice. So it filled me with confidence that actually it was a good word to give kind of thing. Like it was, it was something that was relevant for us. So, um, so yes, that was our, that was our testimony. Something that really spoke to me of, I need an answer, ask God. And he brought somebody to me to give me the answer. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, a couple of years ago, I didn't really know what to do in my career next. I'd kind of come to the end of a contract doing translation and I'd spent the whole summer praying, God, what should I be doing next? And um, we, it was the end of the summer and we were in City Group and I don't know if 
in your city groups you do this but we normally pray for each other and maybe in pairs we might pray and so I shared with Rachel in my city group and said oh I'm really um, asking God about what to do next and then God gave her a very clear and simple picture of a treasure map Um, and when she told me I was like okay Um, but then she explained that she just felt that God was saying to me that he wasn't going to show me the end point just yet but he was going to show me some small steps of obedience that I could take and they were going to lead me in the right direction so that filled my heart with so much uh, joy I think and confidence and relief release and relief because I'd spent all summer looking for some big answer and yet here all of a sudden God was saying hey just obey in the small and that week I was going away for a couple of days so um, I just thought okay well I'll just ask God what the first step is and while I was away I just got this sense to talk to um, to Andy and Alison actually and it was a bit out of the blue like I mean, I love them very much, but I didn't particularly think that they had the answer to all my problems. <laughs> and, um, but they were really kind and gave me some time when we got back. And then while we were talking, they just asked this one key question um, and also said, oh, and we think you should talk to Clive and Sally with this question in mind. And so there were just some different steps that I could take. And I managed to do that. And then Clive and Sally said, oh, why don't you... <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Why don't you... Um, try like ringing the universities to see if you oh by the way the question was about teaching and I was like oh maybe I'll do teaching next year because I missed the cutoff point in fact the course is already beginning but Clavin said he said well why don't you just try ringing and seeing if anybody's got space so I was like okay so I left the house and rang all the universities who laughed down the phone at me because courses had already started but by when and then I sent an email that was the next step and then someone said well why don't you just like make a phone call and then so I did all of these things that were all very small steps and I just felt like nothing's really moving but at least I'm being obedient in all the very small things and by Wednesday someone had called and said actually someone's got sick and they're not going to take the course this year and would you like to um, have their place um, and within a week and a half I was sorted for the year and so um, I was so encouraged that Rachel shared that with me she even made me like a treasure map to remind me that when I didn't know what to do like God had the plan and that each small step of obedience God was going to take care of it and um, so that made a big difference for me thank you Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thanks. I mean, again, what good gifts. Who are they for? Me. I mean, I just think it's incredible that the God who made the heavens, the earth, the little teeny bugs, the God who made all of that, he speaks through us. You know, he does sometimes write in, in the sky or audibly, but do you know what he does most of the time? speaks through us isn't that incredible don't we want to be people who hear his voice don't we want to be people who bring those encouragement we want to be people who who share those words but I guess how can you tell if it's from God how can you tell if it's just a good idea and I have to admit I'm not proud of it but for many years I said to God do you know what it's too hard Lord, I don't know when it's from you. Don't tell me anything. I don't, I don't want to run the risk. I don't want to give you a bad name and give someone one of these terrible words that they've been using as a story for 20 years. I don't, don't want to be one of those people, you know. And, um, and in the end, I just, I just felt like, you know, it was almost as if God was kind of like, 
because I'm a big God, I can take it. <laughs> My reputation will hold out. <laughs> Just give it a go. You know, and it was so releasing. And, and I ha- you know, I felt like, actually, if I, didn't, if I didn't have a go, if I didn't try... Just, you know, what a boring life. What a what an easy, nice life, you know. Clive always says, you can be a prophet or you can be a pudding. And now, don't get me wrong, when there's pudding involved, I am usually at the front of the queue, especially if it's birthday cake. But in this case, I don't want to lead a boring life. I want to lead a life of power, a life filled with the Holy Spirit, one where we give each other words that change lives, you know, words that encourage, words that build up. I want to be someone who moves in the Spirit. I want to earnestly desire these gifts, these gifts that are for who? You got it. Mm. Now, there's a great thing here, um, and we can sort of say, oh, um, you know, okay, I, I can kind of get this picture or whatever. And, and how do I really know if it's from God? Well, do you know what? Once again, Paul has already given us the answer. There's this wonderful verse a bit further on in 1 Corinthians 14. But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. I think that's a really helpful way to, to think about things. If you're wondering, is this from God? You can immediately say, well, is it going to strengthen is it going to encourage? Is it going to comfort? In both those situations, the, the words that people gave encouraged, they built up, they turned people to God. And, you know, how can you tell? I love this quote. I couldn't find out who it was from. Um, but how can you tell if someone needs encouraging? Because, you know, social media shows you that people are really, really obviously living the best life. So how can you tell if they need encouraging? Well, are they breathing? Because if they're breathing, they probably need encouraging. And I was just thinking, you know, really practically, like really practically. Now, we have this, this joke in our city group. If you ask for prayer and you say, Lord, I just want to love you more, or Lord, I want, you know, all good prayers, someone will go, yeah, but practically speaking, what is it you really want God to do in your life this week? And practically speaking, when it comes to giving people prophecies, well, I, I, I came up with a little tongue twister, right? So I'm going to need you to help say it with me. Uh, my, I, I think we've got it on the next slide, James, if you could put that up. Yeah. So my top tip is, my top tip is that two by two we turn to God. So can you all say it with me quickly, really fast, five times? My top tips is two by two we turn to God. Top tip, top tip, two by two, we turn to, hot oh, tip, two by two, we top tip. Oh, it's like, it's tricky. Thankfully, the principle is simple. If you've got a word from God and you feel it's for somebody, and you, but you're not sure, it might be a bit sensitive or whatever, then take someone with you. Go in twos. Take someone you trust spiritually. When Marie had that word for Anna about family and about motherhood, she took Andy with her and went and prayed with her and Paul. So she wasn't on her own doing it. She got someone who spiritually she trusted and knew would help her kind of refine what God was saying. And also, as a good rule of thumb, is it going to turn someone to God? Is it going to line up what's in the word? Is it going to draw them closer to God? So Rachel's word for Roxana, that was all about encouraging her to trust that God had the next steps. 
you know, she could just as easily have given her the Bible verse about trusting in God for your next steps, about how he leads the way. It's totally and utterly biblical, and it's totally and utterly true. And it helped Roxana turn to God and trust in her. So now we're inspired, right? We know these are good gifts. We know that God wants us to live a powerful life. We know how to give it to people. We know that we can pray with power. We know that we can prophesy with power. We know that we can interpret what the Spirit is saying. Anything really left to do, I guess, is um, give it a go. So what I want to do is let's pray together. Let's do what we've been talking about. Let's ask God to come to give us these gifts. Um, I really felt this morning that if you've never prayed in tongues, if you've never prophesied, if you have never done this before, if it's all felt a bit too far out, it's okay. This morning's the day. We're all going to pray together. And also, if you've if you felt like maybe you've had these things in the past, but you've kind of forgotten about them or you've moved on from them, um, then it's okay. Today's the day. We're going to start afresh. We've, we've been on this brilliant journey, haven't we, of hearing about the Holy Spirit. And wherever you're at on it, there's more to learn. There was so much prophecy that I could have said today. There was reams and reams. People have spent their whole life studying it. And we've just touched on a tiny little bit tiny little bit there's so much more keep going this journey is going to keep going it's one we're only starting today so I'm going to put a prayer up on the screen and if we can pray it together so does everybody want to stand with me and do you know what let's put our hands out as a sign that we are eager to receive the gifts of the spirit this morning read this prayer together. Father, thank you that you sent your son to die for us. Thank you that you sent your Holy Spirit to help us live here powerfully. I'm sorry for trying to control my own life. Please come and take control of me. Holy Spirit, I want to invite you into my life and receive 